0: You're listening to the Bible Chunks read Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 2 Kings 2.1-444, 96 verses today. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know it. Quiet, please. Elijah said to him, Elijah, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Then Elisha said to him, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You've asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. As they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him, and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him opposite them, they said, "The spirit of Elijah rests on elisha." And as they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him, and they said to him, "Behold, now there are with your servants fifty strong men. please let them go, please let them go and seek your master." It may be that the Spirit of the Lord has caught him up and has cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, You shall not send. But when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send. Then they sent therefore fifty men, and for three days they sought him but did not find him. And they came back to him while he was staying at Jericho, and they said to him, Did I not say to you, Do not go? Now the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, the situation of the city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad, and the land is unfruitful. He said, Bring me a new bowl, and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went to the spring of water, and threw salt in it, and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From now on, neither death nor miscarriage shall come from it. So the water has been healed to this day, according to the word that Elisha spoke. He went up from there to Bethel. And while he was going up on the way, some small boys came out of the city and jeered at him, saying, Go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. And he turned around, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears came out of the woods and tore forty-two of the boys. From there he went on to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. In the eighteenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned twelve years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, though not like his father and mother, for he put away the pillar of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung to the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin, and did not depart from it. Now Misha, the king of Moab, was a sheep-breeder. And he had to deliver to the king of Israel a 100,000 lambs and the wool of a 100,000 rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jehoram marched out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. And he went and sent word to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go up with me to battle against Moab? And he said, I will go. I am as you are, my people as your people. My horses as your horses. Then he said, By which way shall we march? Jehoram answered, By the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went to the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And when they had made a circuitous march of seven days, there was no water for the army or for the animals that followed them. Then the king of Israel said, Alas! The Lord has called these three kings to give them into the hand of Moab. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here? Through whom we may inquire of the Lord? Then Then one of the king of Israel's servants answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went to him. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and to the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said, No. It is the Lord who has called these three kings to give them into the hands of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, were it not that I have regarded for Jehoshaphat the king of Judah, I would neither look at you nor see you. But now, bring me a musician. And when the musician played, the hand of the Lord became, came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord, I will make this dry stream bed full of pools. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind or rain, but that stream bed shall be filled with water, so that you shall drink, you, your livestock, and your animals. This is a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will also give the Moabites into your hand. And you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree, and stop up all springs of water, and ruin every good piece of land with stones. The next morning, about the time of the offering of the sacrifice, behold, Water came from the direction of Edom till the country was filled with water. When all the Moabites heard the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to put on armor from the youngest to the oldest were called out and were drawn up at the border. When they rose early in the morning and the sun shone on the water, the Moabites saw the water opposite them as red as blood. And they said, This is blood. The kings have surely fought together and struck one another down. Now then, Moab, to the spoil. But when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose and struck the Moabites till they fled before them. And they went forward, striking the Moabites as they went. And they overthrew the cities. And on every good piece of land, every man threw a stone until it was covered. They stopped every spring of water and felled all the good trees till only its stones were left in Kir Haraseth. And the slinger surrounded and attacked it. When the king of Moab saw the battle was going against him, he took with him seven hundred swordsmen to break through opposite the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his oldest son, who was to reign in his place, and offered him for a burnt offering on the wall. And there came great wrath against Israel, and they withdrew from him and returned to their own land. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the Creditor has come and taken my two children to be a slave. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me. What have you in the house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go outside. Borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all the vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went to him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And she poured as, as... And as she poured, they brought vessels for her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your son can live on the rest. One day, Elisha went on to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, a lamp, and whatever he come, so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day he came there and turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when they had called her, she stood before him, and he said to her, "'Say now to her, "'See, you have taken all this trouble for us. "'What is to be done for you? "'Would you have a word spoken on your behalf "'to the king or to the commander of the army?' "'She answered, "'I dwell among my own people.' "'And he said, "'What then is to be done for her?' "'Gahazi answered, "'Well, she has no son and her husband is old. "'He said, "'Call her.' "'And when he called her, "'she stood in the doorway and he said, "'At this season, about this time next year, "'you shall embrace a son.' And she said, No, my lord, O oh, man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time following, about the, fo- that time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers, and he said to his father, "Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought, her to, brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid on him in the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants on one of the donkeys, that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And he said, Why will you go with him today? Is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, All is well. Then she saddled the donkey, and she said to her servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there's a Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she, told, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? And he said to Gehazi, Tie up your garments and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if if anyone greets you, do not reply. And lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or life. Therefore he returned to meet him and said, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came to the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. And Elisha came again to Gilgal, when, he w- when there was a famine in the land. And as the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to his servant, Set on the large pot and boil the stew for the sons of the prophets. One of them went out into the field to gather herbs, and found a wild vine, and gathered up from his lap full of wild gourds. And he came and cut them up into the pot of stew, not knowing what they were. And they poured out some for the men to eat. But while they were eating of the stew, they cried out, O oh, man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. He said, Then bring flour. And he threw it into the pot and said, put some, fl- put some out for the men that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. A man came from Baal, Shalisha, bringing the man of God bread and the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley and fresh ears of grain in his sack. And Elisha said, Give to the men that they may eat. But his servant said, How can I set this before a hundred men? So he repeated, Give them to the men so that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left, according to the word of the Lord. Into heaven and Elisha now takes center stage the Lord took Elijah alive into heaven this famous event with the chariots of fire and the, the, the horses of fire Elijah um, tries to separate himself from Elisha but Elisha continues to follow showing his faithfulness and Elijah tells him if you see me go up into heaven if you, if you can watch me do this then you're going to have a double portion of what I had. And because that's what Alicia had asked for. And sure enough, he sees him go, and then first thing off the bat, he does exactly what Elijah had done. He parts the water of the Jordan River, and he walks over, miracle number one. Now, there are 32 miracles that Alicia perform. There are 16 miracles that... Elijah performed, so it is exactly a double portion of Elijah's blessing. And Elisha, we get a lot of his miracles here. But of this section, if you've been listening along, this section was very similar to some of the things that we've already read because we have uh, we have a couple of kings coming together uh, to fight against an enemy and then we have them calling of a prophet and the prophet speaking truth over them even though the last time that they did did not like the truth that was spoken over them and then um, Elisha is continuing to perform these mighty signs, these mighty signs of God and he makes it clear that I'm only doing this because of Jehoshaphat the king of Judah if it wasn't for him I wouldn't have I wouldn't have come anywhere near you uh, because Jehoram, the king of Israel, uh, Elisha is not a big fan of. We get the word that Jehoram, he did what was evil in the sight of his father, even though he did, uh, in the sight of God, Um, even though he did tear down the pillar of Baal, uh, he still continued to um, commit idolatry and turn the people's hearts away from the Lord. And so it's a strange, confusing time in the in the land of Israel and Judah. We have prophets walking around. Um, mighty signs of God are being done. And then we get another story that's very, very similar to a story that we've already gotten where Elijah goes to a widow, and the, the widow of Zarephath, and we hear that she's about to bake bread so that she and her son can eat it and then die because that's the last of the food that they have. Whereas Elisha... Her children uh, uh, Sorry, the widow that Alicia meets Her children have been taken from her Because her husband has just passed away And she can't pay the debt And Alicia gives her a miraculous I guess the Lord gives a, a miraculous sign Through Alicia Of providing just a tremendous amount Of precious oil And so she's able to The oil just keeps pouring into every container That she can bring to it And she doesn't stop She keeps going until there are no more containers left And then she's able to sell those buy her kids back and then they can live off of the rest but then uh, as she's going through uh, as Alicia is is going back and forth we get uh, a wealthy woman who urges him to, to come in and to stay with him and to, to to keep coming and keep coming and so she builds him his own room in, in her house and then she's already past childbearing age so we get like a little bit of an abraham and sarah story here where uh, elijah tells her this time next year you're going to have a son and she says oh don't don't even deceive me but then sure enough she does And, and years go by alicia is still carrying on with the family and doing what he's doing but the son eventually dies and the woman sends sends to him and he raises the boy back from the dead just like Elijah had raised the widow's son back from the dead, and then we get more where Alicia is purifying some stew. So like, it's it's all kinds of miracles that are being performed by Alicia. He's uh, God is showing His power over the elements. He's showing His power even over life and death. He's showing His power over food and just all of these all of these aspects of life. And. We're coming close to the end of the story of Alicia, but we're not quite there yet. So as we wrap up today, I would ask you, what does this section of scripture tell you about the heart of God? What does God want for the world? What does this tell you about who he is even, just what he's like and what he's capable of? What does this section of scripture tell you about yourself, your own heart? And what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading today? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.